everybody harry hog football episode 391 morning edition hence the coffee so we're planning on being a lot more energetic than when we do this at like 10 or 11 at night because we're getting old <laughs> i don't know the coffee's taken over until i return this morning so this is all on the coffee blame it on the coffee if it's no good anyway welcome to episode number 391 uh, i'd like to give a shout out to our benevolent sponsor desmond c lee and you can reach him at Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter. Because Desmond C. Lee 1 was already taken. Or hacked. We're not sure. And he hasn't cleared that up for us. <laughs> he just lets us say that every week. We'd also like to give a big shout out to this week's sponsor. All the way from the UK, Alex Ferrier. Alex Thanks. Ferrier. Thanks for the sponsorship, Alex. Coming in big on the sponsorship. If you'd like to sponsor as well, you can go to harryhogfootball.com. And scroll down on the left-hand side, and there is a donate button. Send us a dollar, five dollars, whatever you feel is great. We're not going to do this like a telethon for you today, but uh, it helps us pay our bandwidth and keep up the equipment and so on and so forth. And um, we'd also like to point out that this is going to be our second video podcast, and hopefully it'll be better than last week's, since it's going to probably be incrementally better all the time, like with our podcast. We hope. Yeah, we'll start adding little tidbits. Pretty soon we'll be a regular sitcom. Yeah. So uh, and, and we have, uh, and it's on uh, YouTube. And I guess if you just go to YouTube and search Harry Hog, you'll find it. And make sure you like do whatever you're supposed to do on there, like subscribe or whatever. Anyway, uh, report on John real quick as he's uh, on the mend. He had to go back into the hospital for a little bit um, to uh, get some stuff straightened out. But he's back home. He was able to watch the game last week, and he was tweeting during it, I think, and texting me. And mm -hmm. um, he said that maybe next week he'll be back on the podcast, that he's still having some trouble talking. So, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, for those of you who don't know that they're joining us for the first time, typically this is uh, Aaron, Josh, and John on this podcast. Um, John, it, John has had some health issues, so he's uh, been in and out of the hospital quite a bit, and uh, we're hoping for a speedy recovery for John. So there we go. And now that we've got all of the paperwork out of the way, as they say on TV. No, what do they say? They don't say paperwork. They say renting. I don't know what they say. Yeah. No, now yeah, that I we've don't. paid our bills, but we don't have... <laughs> now that we've paid our dues, now that we've gotten through all of the formal stuff the lawyers say we have to talk about. Let's get on to the 
game. Last week, dudes, let me tell you this. I was very encouraged in the beginning. Actually, I wasn't encouraged in the beginning of the game because I was trying to get the DirecTV thing to work for Josh, which DirecTV totally screwed up, And although they assured me that I was signed up for Sunday Ticket Max. It wasn't on. so Which, it, it ended up being okay because they switched to the local feed for me where I was anyway, um, and I somehow ended up getting it. But However, I was distracted during the first quarter, but I was encouraged from this game by the running game, which was freakishly awesome. I believe we had, I've got the stats up right here. I think, I think we had over 150 yards rushing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, Alfred Morris had 121 yards on 25 carries on the day. So he, he was averaging 4.8 yards. His longest was uh, a four, that 14-yard carry. Um, and then, of course, you know, my, my new dog, Matt Jones, uh, coming dog, in with six dude. carries. That's all of our new dogs. No. Coming in with six carries at 28 yards on the day, 4.7. I think he's going to be awesome. Uh, Chris Thompson contributed a little bit. He had three carries for 11 yards. Uh, he had that nice one long seven-yard run. Uh, Jameson Crowder had a carry for a couple of yards. Yeah, they tried and to use him on like a sweep or something. And the only it rushing didn't quite work. The only rushing stat that didn't help us out was Kirk, Captain Kirk Cousins, uh, rushing on two carries for a loss of one. Yeah, and we'll get to C Captain Kirk's performance here in a minute. But I did want to point start on a positive note with the running game. If we can keep running like that, we should win a lot of games. However, I would like to point out that we had something like, I don't have this stat on this ESPN stat sheet I brought up, but we had like 11 penalties. Do you have anything on penalties? We had like 11 penalties and, and I think 80 yards of them were accepted. It was horrible. <clears throat> and people may say 80 yards doesn't sound like much over the game. Well, it does, but I mean, it's not like it happened all at once, but if you get the ball at the 20 after a kickoff, 80 yards is a touchdown. <laughs> so 80 yards on a team like ours that is struggling anyway is not good. Is not good. And, not good. And I think most of those were on offense, um, holdings and, and things like that. Remember the one drive where we were getting close to their end zone? I think it was after a uh, – was it after Preston Smith got the fumble? recovery and we yeah. were down like at their 30 or 40 somewhere in there and then what happened is we had like five penalties in a row without even a play happening dude we had so many penalties in this game it was unbelievable what was our total penalty count i think i don't have it on this stat sheet but i think there was 11 penalties and i think eight or nine of them were accepted i gotta look that up yeah if that's you, um want to look that up i don't want to mess up this like i've got this whole conglomerate if i could turn the camera around to show you all these apps that we've got open on these two screens <laughs> it's like a very fragile ecosystem that i don't want to click off of the thing to go try to find a stat sheet and yeah, mess we up need the to... recordings because now that we're doing video at the same time and <laughs> we are the i am the engineer <laughs> It's gonna be the crazy. engineer. Where's our engineer? Now we can't say, "Hey, knock on the wall." Where's Roz? Hey, Roz. We need an engineer. Take care of that for us. If you guys keep we do. Donating, if anybody we wants to be an engineer, an engineer. <laughs> yeah, if, or if you guys are an engineer, you know, you could help us out. I'm um, looking at. Uh, I mean, obviously there were a lot of penalties. I'm trying to find what what the penalties, uh, the totals were. There was that. Um, I mean, I there think... was every there was everything. 
I want to say we were among, I think I heard on ESPN that we were like the most penalized team in week one. Or we tied for it. We had, a, I think we had 11. And I, um, obviously, I mean, Chris Baker had that big penalty, that roughing the passer penalty. Um, he yeah. was fined like $17,000 for that penalty. It looked to me like he kind of fell into him, but yeah, his that could have been dangerous. You are correct. Point. 11 penalties against the Dolphins. Um, against us, you mean? I'm sorry, against us when we played the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, we dominated the Dolphins in almost every category. Rushing yards, we had, I believe, two, wait, 150 something to their what? Where's that stat? Uh, we had 88 yards and penalties. Yeah, that's even worse. All right, my, yeah, Miami had 74 yards rushing. That is pretty good for us. 74 yards rushing to our 161 yards rushing. Right. Okay. Receiving, they had <clears throat> 226 yards to our, well, we only had 196, so I guess they did beat us in that. But total yards... Where's the total yards? We had a lot more total yards. I can't find it. Well, here's the thing. Like, when you look, I mean, we dominated that uh, third quarter, right? There was, like, did, did, didn't we Didn't we have that the ball most of the third quarter? We had, like, thir- over 38 minutes of possession in this I game. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at, uh, when you look at the rushing stats here, you know, we had 18 carries. Uh, we had 37 carries versus... 18 carries on their part. So they did only have 74 yards, but they had 160. Uh, we had 161 yards, um, but they had half the carries. And and receiving, though, that's where it comes down to. They just out-gained us on receiving. Uh, 196 yards for the Redskins, 226 yards for Miami. We had 21 receptions. They had 22. So really, I mean, we're even on... Well, on receptions there. And what tells the story with that was the beauty of the running game would set set us up so that Kirk Cousins just had to throw these short passes to get first downs. And I believe right. we had more first downs than they did. So yeah. the way the offense is set up with the run takes the pressure off the quarterback, which is good because he – dudes, Kirk Cousins was mediocre at best in this game. I I agree with that. I'd give him a – I'd give him a B minus, maybe a C plus on the day. The um, to me, uh, I mean Jordan Reed had that nice. He had that nice pass to Jordan Reed. It was a twenty-five yard uh, reception. We had a long one to Pierre Garcon, twenty-two yards. Andre Roberts, eighteen. Ryan Grant, fifteen. Um, I mean, those were the long ones. But uh, you know, like you said, Aaron, a lot of short little, short little passes from Kirk Cousins on the day. Yeah, and I mean the penalties killed us i mean the team played pretty well except for this well the special teams the difference in this game was that punt where tress way he launched it but it was really low he like out kicked the coverage and was it was it landry the guy that returned it yeah jarvis landry yep 69 yard touchdown off the punt i mean yep. that was the huge difference in this game we were winning 10 nothing a few minutes before halftime and then we pooped the bed and let them get that um did they get that the six, a 69 yard touchdown run that on that on that punt return i mean we let them back in the game and then we just fell apart with the penalties in the third quarter after getting after preston uh what's his name smith 
Yep. Preston Smith, yeah. our rookie, got that awesome. He caused the fumble. Remember, he caused the fumble, and then he recovered it. And yep. plays like that are, are the ones that are that usually turn the mm-hmm. tide, and that should have given us some, especially at home, given us some uh, momentum to go down there and score. And then it killed it with the penalties, like five in a row on one play. And we can't be doing that. Our team is too mediocre to be doing that stuff. So Agreed. Agreed. But the running game was, like I said, very encouraging. And hopefully we can and – it, and it was encouraging, especially against – everyone was talking about how awesome Miami's front seven were. And Where was the Dominican Sioux? Well, we saw Dominican Sioux kick off Alfred Morris's helmet and not get a penalty. Yeah, we – I saw that, but honestly, I didn't see him. I mean, I felt like he was handled pretty well by our offensive line throughout the day. The offensive line did pretty well. I think we only gave up one sack. Am I correct, correct in that? Yeah, I believe you are. And we, but, but I mean, I fully expected to be hearing his name all day long. There was such a hype last week in the media. Dominican Sue, they have to, you know, they have to deal with him. Will will the rookie Brandon Sheriff be able to stand up to him? Will you know all this and that and the other? And then you didn't hear about him all day long. Well, part of that was the effectiveness of the running game that opened the play action and the boots and all that. Right. They had to respect the running game, and the other part were the short. And then that also set up the short throws. So. It wasn't like uh, Kirk Cousins was sitting back in the pocket trying to make third and 12 throws all day like usually we have to do as a team. So I did like that. And the one thing I didn't like at the end of the game where I got so fed up, I was on Twitter tweeting about how I'm done with uh, Gruden. What was up with the clock management? At the end of the game. Dude, what? At, what at, before you even talk about the end of the game, why does Gruden not use it? Now, I know other coaches do the same thing, but when you've got 30 seconds before you go into the half and you've got the ball, why do you take knees? Why don't you use those 30 seconds? Go down, try to at least kick a field goal or something. Is he that – does he have that little confidence in his quarterback that he thinks if I give him another 30 seconds on this field, he's going to throw another pick and that, that's going to allow the the other team to put some points on the board? Why do we not use that last 30 seconds before the half? I think that's precisely it. And that's why he has this whole offense set up so geared towards the run because he doesn't think our quarterbacks can make those long throws and he doesn't want to send them back there against Indomikasu with Sheriff, the rookie in his first game, trying to participate knowing that he's got Colt McCoy on the I think Sheriff was doing fine. Yeah, but it was because of the scheme. That's what I'm... I'm arguing that it was because of the effectiveness of the running game. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll buy that, but shouldn't we use every second that we're given? Why do we have to lay down like a dog and roll over on our back, like scratch our belly until at halftime, you know? I don't know, but I will say this. That's, that's stupid. Gruden, use every second that you got. I also didn't like how Gruden came into the post game and started off going, we've got some positives out of this. You just got beat. You gave up a 10... 10-point lead at home on stupid plays and penalties, and then you're talking about the positives, you should have came in there all mad. Like, this can't happen. And they're supposedly changing the culture yet. You know, he didn't seem too upset about we lost a 10-point lead at home and we had 80 yards and penalties. And anyway, 
And then the whole clock management. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened because it's been almost a week since the game. But what what was it? He called. He didn't call a timeout, which would have made them punt with more time on the clock. But then he called a timeout to get the play. No, no. He called a timeout to get the play in for fourth down when the clock was stopped. But then he didn't call it to uh, stop the clock when they had – I forget. Just ignore me. But it was just dumb. I was like, why did you not call a timeout there and you called a timeout there? It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember, though. My memory is fading. <laughs> Anyway. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Any of this, any of this pathetic clock usage. Uh, I mean, you know, Gruden talks about his players needing to study, you know, study the tape and blah blah blah. He needs to go study on better clock management. I don't, I don't understand it. And the special we teams, do- dude. Seriously. Now we're gonna talk about the transac- transactions here after the injury report, but. <sighs> The, the special teams are killing us. Part of that is Adam Hayward was the special teams leader. We lost him for the year. And then we got rid of, a few years ago, we let him go, Lorenzo Alexander, who was our special teams genius. But they, seriously, cover the kick. Anyway, mm-hmm. do you want to go into the injury report? Yeah, can we do the injury report live from our um, from our Harry Hog helicopter? I don't know about that. Can we try it? How do we do that? Time for the pain. You know, we take the chopper up, but we do it in that. Sure. Got room for Great. The pain. That's what we'll do. John's going to have to get in there. John drives the Harry Hog Ferry. Not since the Harry Hog Ferry boat. Anyway, here's the injury right. report with Josh Allen. All right. Injuries, obviously. Obviously, we've got some injuries. I'm up. I'm up high in this chopper today, and we're going to give you the injury report. Um, obviously, everybody saw that really deep ball thrown to uh, uh, to Deshaun Jackson. He's out for, what are we saying, four weeks, six weeks? I don't know. You know how long these hamstring uh, pulls can sort of be strung out, no pun intended. And how much <laughs> of that was like um, him not practicing at all? Yeah, I mean, did he just have a cold hammy? It's like been, you know, sitting there. And no, then, and then he, I uh, take that back. He did practice, but he didn't get any snaps in preseason at all. Well, he snapped a hammy almost. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Jordan Reed is questionable this week. Hey, he's got a hamstring pull as well, right? That's a hammy. I don't know, dude. All of a sudden, isn't that what it is? All of a sudden, your video got so off key there. So I'm not sure. All right. Moons over my hammy. Um, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Am yeah, I good this- now? You were for a second. I think Sam must have woke up and started streaming some Minecraft at your house, or his friends did. Uh, maybe so. Could be the chopper. It's a little shaky up here. Anyway, um, yeah, Jordan Reed, That's he had like eight catches last week, if I'm correct in that. I'm Here, let me look. He had a bunch of catches last week, and uh, let's see, seven catches for 63 seven yards. Seven receptions, yeah. He was targeted 11 times. So that's if he can't play, that's going to be a huge loss because I think our backup is this Carrier guy that we just signed a few weeks ago, Derek Carrier, who also had two catches right. in last week's game. So Yeah, he'll have to step if that's the case. So Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Fragile Reed needs to get on the field because I'm tired of him being injured every week, every year. 
he says he's feeling okay and that he's ready to play. So we'll just see. You know, I mean, the player can say one thing. The coaches and the training staff say something. So we'll have to wait and see what's up with that. Uh, we've got Mar. What's his name? Marshall Spate. Who is this guy? Spate. He's a linebacker. Oops. What do we know? Any? He's out. He and Justin Rogers are out um, with injuries. We've got pot roast. Uh, <laughs> Terrence Knighton, he's questionable. I love that pot roast is questionable because of ribs. You know, pot roast and ribs, you can't go wrong there. But apparently we've gone wrong this week because he's questionable. Um, we need that guy, man. I mean, he's a big, awesome dude. We got to we gotta get him back in there. So hopefully they'll just, you know, tape up his ribs and, uh, and get him going. Tom Compton is out with a – or no, excuse me. Tom Compton is questionable with a calf injury. Um Okay, and what is the report on Robert Griffin III? Well, he was cleared, you know, uh, last week. So the question is, will he dress out this week? Will he be the backup to Kirk Cousins, or will it be, um, who's our other guy? Colt McCoy. Will it be Colt McCoy? And uh, it's something I think that Jay Gruden has kept close to the vest. I mean, obviously he could have made an announcement on this already. I don't know if he's just holding out because he's fighting for Colt McCoy to be the guy and not Robert Griffin III, like we know he probably is. The problem is is he hates RG3. And I, in my opinion, I still think RG3 should be playing, and this whole concussion, non-concussion thing was an excuse for the coach yep. not to have to play him. Um, yeah. We already know that, yep. that conspiracy. We've talked about it. So if he's not even at least the active number two quarterback, then there's something wrong with Gruden because he says, I'm going to put the best 53 people out there. Well, you know what? You're not. You're lying. I don't see any update as of 10 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning, September the 19th, the day before this game. There is no update on Robert Griffin III. Well, last week, people were asking him if RG3 was going to be active and he said well i have until sunday morning at 12 or whatever to, we to don't announce. yeah in his like <laughs> we have until sunday morning to uh to issue that we'll go ahead and do that at that time uh we don't I'm have done, to tell I'm you pretty much right done with, John, with whatever gruden he just needs to prove if he's got a system that's going to work he needs to prove it because right now to me he hasn't proven anything he hasn't shown anything spectacular he hasn't to me it, it, it's just this Vanilla. vanilla, vanilla offense that he's running. This vanilla team, I, you know, we should be more than vanilla. You, you wanna, know, we've had plenty of rocky road in the past. Now it's time for something a little, a little smoother, but better than vanilla. Dude, my conspiracy is on this: is that he wants to keep RG three off the field so that he can't prove that RG three. He doesn't want RG three to chance to prove that he's improved his play to where he can handle it. He set up this vanilla offense for Kirk Cousins to manage for this year, and then he's going to – him and Scott McLuhan are going to look for some other high-profile rookie quarterback coming out of <laughs> of college at the end of this year, and there won't be anybody to, that can say, well, RG3 improved so much this year. How can you get this rookie quarterback? He doesn't want that to even come up. That's my theory on this. That's why he's keeping him off the field. I don't understand it. 
time will tell. That's all we can keep saying here at Harry Hog Football. Time will tell, Redskins fans, what will happen with this quarterback situation. Is Kirk Cousins the guy? If you guys think Kirk Cousins is the guy, tweet at us at Harry Hog. If you think if you think RG3 is the guy, tweet at us. Is Colt McCoy the guy? Tweet at us. Is somebody else the guy? I don't know. Tell us what you think. At Harry Hog. Um, you can also Harry give Hogg us a call Twitter. and leave a message at 177-HARRY-HOG, and we'll get those voicemails. And you can send us email at redskinsfans. I'm sorry, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. If you want to send John a get well note, you can email him at john at harryhogfootball.com. Drink some more coffee, dude. You're looking a little sleepy. Oh, sorry. I hit the mic. <laughs> um, I think we could probably go right into the transactions then at this point. Um, I don't know. Do you, have, do you have some music for this or something? No, but I do have this uh, montage. There you go. Um, obviously, we had some transactions this week. I was expecting something like, Goodbye, Cobra Kai. We never really knew you at all. Well, something dude, like you're that. the one that's supposed to have the uh, guitar that you could be playing these live on the show. Well, I had it sitting here last week, and we didn't ever cut to it, so I didn't bring it, I didn't bring it into the studio this week. But I'll start doing that next week instead. How's that? I didn't bring the it studio. into the studio. I didn't bring it into the studio. Um, transactions. <laughs> Obviously, the big transaction the of the week. Studio. You're sitting in the studio, and you're like, Sam, my video's freezing up. Stop playing Minecraft. <laughs> I actually do have a separate studio. It is not a part of my house. Well, mine is. is part of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, Sam would not do Now, if I yelled at him, he would not... Uh, he would not stop playing Minecraft. I'd have to go over to his Minecraft server, which is in my studio, and pull the plug. And then he would come out to the studio and say, my Minecraft server is not working. Great. But he's created a Redskins a Redskins uh, mod for Minecraft. Pretty sweet. Are you serious? That's Dude, hilarious. he's working on it. Yeah, he's working on it. Um, obviously, back to transactions oh, and man. cuts. The, the obvious big cut this week was Cobra Kai. Um, I, I really personally didn't understand this, uh, other than the fact that he doesn't have the strongest leg when it comes to kickoffs. Um, you know, there is, um, there's been talk this week. Well, you know, why do we do this? And we'll talk about this whole love triangle that Aaron and I have been discussing here in a, uh, in a, in a minute or two, but, um, if we had only two quarterbacks on the roster, then we would have room for another specialist. In other words, we could keep Cobra Kai for our uh, field goals, which I believe he is the most accurate field goal kicking machine the Redskins have ever had of all time. Which what? is even more than Mark Mosley. I think so. You look that up while I'm talking here, but uh, I, I don't understand why we cut Cobra Kai. We brought in this guy, Dust, Dustin Hopkins. I thought it was Dustin Hopkins uh, from Tootsie. Hopkins, Hopkins. No, no, no. Different. Not, not Tootsie. Dustin Hopkins not comes Rain in. Man. Not Rain. Well, I'm no, going to start calling him Rain Man. Yeah, he's he goes out for field goals and he's like he's like twenty two million seven hundred eighty three thousand five hundred fifty two blades of grass. Twenty two million seven hundred fifty two thousand five hundred eighty two blades of grass. Blades of grass. Blades of grass. Um, and then it'll be like <laughs> they just announced the attendance is seventy six thousand. There's no more than forty two thousand in the stadium. There's no more than forty two thousand. <laughs> 
42,123. They're not saying the right attendance. And then he kicks me over. All right. So, so Dustin Hopkins, uh, and then, um, and then Hawker, you want to talk about this? Oh, yeah. The love triangle dudes. All right. This is how messed up our team is. And Jay Gruden. All right. Okay. So last year we wasted a draft pick drafting Zach Hawker, who was neck and neck with, um, Cobra Kai all throughout preseason. So at the end of preseason, we ended up going with Cobra Kai. Okay. You know, gave, gave the veteran the, the benefit of the doubt and went with Cobra Kai and we cut Zach Hawker. Now he got picked up by, I forget which team he was picked up by. It doesn't matter. Okay. So this guy, Dustin Hopkins was an undrafted rookie this year. He tried out for the team that picked up Zach Hawker. So he was in a competition against Zach Hawker, the dude we cut to keep Cobra Kai. All right. So Zach Hopkins, sorry, Dustin Hopkins was beat out by Zach Hawker. So they cut him. They cut Hopkins. So what do we do? We go and we pick up Hopkins to replace Cobra Kai. <laughs> so we got. It's a bizarre. Right, so love if we triangle. thought Zach Hawker, just going by, you know, deductive reasoning here. That's even the correct term. Zach Hawker is greater than Cobra Kai. Sorry. Zach Hawker, according to the Redskins, Zach Hawker is less than Cobra Kai, who is less than Dustin Hopkins. However, there was another team that thought the exact opposite of us. Yeah, I don't understand it, how you can make this bold move like this. Has anybody picked up Cobra Kai yet? Not yet, but they're going to. I mean, I understand Jay Gruden's emphasis, especially after seeing that punt return for a touchdown, that our special teams is horrible. And if we can pin people back at a as a uh, touchback, we'll take that on every play. And we've said that on this podcast. I'd take a touchback on every kickoff, every time, to have your defense starting from the 20 and knowing it. And with how bad our special teams is, I can see why he would want to put an emphasis on a dude that can get it in the end zone. But yeah, I can see that too. And you know what? I mean, obviously Cobra Kai, uh, Kai Forbath missed field goal this week. Um, and he missed some you know that preseason too. And he was so, he was last year. He was very, very accurate. And he was, he was one- super accurate and consistent. Yeah. I mean, you can't let, you can't say, Oh, we got this most accurate guy oh he missed one all right cut i mean i don't understand that it's, it's like they were trying to make him a i mean a scapegoat there was a lot of talk about this week you know that doesn't make any sense that what killed us in this game were penalties and special teams it's all leg strength dude he's part of the special teams i understand that but i mean anyway it's all leg strength and i can see his point but it's just so odd how we wasted a draft pick we're still talking about transactions here. Um, uh, Aaron's dog, Master Bates, is uh, gone back to the practice squad. Yeah, so, I don't uh, know what he was doing unless he was just jerking around <laughs> in practice or something. You're Cause, wrong, man. Because Houston That's Bates wrong. got demoted again to the practice squad after making the uh, after being promoted the week before. Um, so I don't know. We'll keep our eye on. Uh, Master Bates and let you know what he's up to. Yeah, what he's doing, uh, what he's doing. Nacho. We'll, keep an, we'll let you know what he's doing with himself these days. We'll keep one of the eyes. Uh, Aya Nacho is on the uh, on the IR. Oh, can uh, I say something about Aya Nacho? Yeah, 
Seriously, dude, two years in a row you play like a half a game and then you're out for the year. That's it's talking about some dude in the system just trying to collect some funds. What's going on with him? <laughs> they, they placed him on the IR. I he's mean, played less they... football than I have with my girls out in the front yard in the last two years, <laughs> and he's making millions of dollars. Do, do they have to put him on the IR, or can they just cut him? I think they could cut him with an injury settlement. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know how that works, but I don't know, man. John would know. John, we need you back. John, come we back. back. We want you back. John would be like, no, guys, this is how it works. All right. Uh, also, we signed this guy, Will Blackman. What do we know about Will Blackman? Will Blackman was thought he was going to make the uh, the uh, Seahawks. Had already bought a house there and moved in and everything. And this, while he was unpacking, he got the call that he was cut for the final cuts. So. He we bought a house in Seattle? Yeah, so we basically called him, and he came in, and he signed, and he said he's ready to play tomorrow. And he's a safety, he's right? He's our safety. Is he a corner? I think he's a corner, isn't he? I don't know if you want to look that up. But I do know that Chris Culliver this week, we don't have this on the itinerary, but Chris Culliver is suspended for something, and I'm not even sure what. It just said— For violating the league's— Conduct. Conduct policy. So he must have done something like wore a Reebok shirt when he should have been wearing a Nike shirt or something dumb. Right. Will Blackman is a corner. Oh, okay. So he's going to have to step in. Well, we're also getting Breland back this week. We didn't mention that. So that should be interesting. That's true. That's true. But there's uh, so much turmoil on this team. Like, we're signing dudes, and they're starting three days later. That's not a good sign on any team. Yeah. So – well, well, here's the thing. So we got, yeah, we got Breland back. Uh, Chris Culliver is suspended for a game, and we picked up Will Blackman. Um, so, I mean, I guess we're covered at cornerback, but these guys aren't getting a lot of practice with the team together. I mean, yeah. the way things are going. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to see how they go up against the Rams this week, who, by the way, beat the Seahawks. Oh, here's why Chris Culliver, you know, what he did was... Um, he was involved in a hit and run incident in March. Oh, so why are they just suspending him now? So what? He ran into somebody and was like, crap, dude, this could mess up my career. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what? Seriously? Like they're not going to find him. I don't know. And why are they just People that do the hit and run stuff? I don't understand. I don't care if you're a football player or, you know, some guy that works down at the Piggly Wiggly. You don't hit and run. Well, why are they like, but here's the other weird thing is why is the NFL like, you know what? We're going to have to serve that suspension and let me roll the dice here. I'll tell you why. Week two. I'll tell you why. It's because of Roger Goodell lost that whole thing with Brady. And now he's on like a war path. I'm going to do something. I'm going to like, make sure that this, he's like, he's like talking to his assistant. Give me the names of some people that have done something wrong off the field this year. (laughs) And he has like this, hold this Chris Culliver. Oh, Redskins. We're going to get this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's on said Chris Culliver Redskins. He's they're like, Sus- yeah, man. Suspended. suspended. And he, like, he takes his big stamp and he's like, suspended. he was like suspended four games. <clears throat> and then they're like, sir, we don't, we think four games is a little harsh for this hit and run a year ago, but he's a Redskin, but he's a Redskin. All right. One game suspended. You know, it's something. Like <laughs> what that. else you got for me? What else you got? Any other exactly. Redskins I can suspend? Because I think pot roast ate a little too much at the CC's buffet. Dude, but the bad thing is, you know what? The bad thing is, Chris Culliver, I mean, come on, man. He should have not done this hit and run. He hit a guy on a bike. 
Well, here's the other thing that's messed up. Why were they trying to suspend Brady for four games for possibly knowing about a ball that didn't have quite enough air in it? But Chris Culliver hit and ran, and they're only going to give him one game. It gets better. It gets better. He hits a guy on a bike. He fleds the scene, and then he threatens some other dude with brass knuckles. Like all all in one foul swoop. And he gets one game, but then Tom Brady um, was supposed to get four games, and they had to go to all these, like, mediators and stuff for knowing possibly knowing that there wasn't quite enough air in a football that's messed up dude and that's that's uh roger as john would say dictator goodell for you <laughs> anyway i think we need to wrap this thing up we got lots more to- we haven't even talked about the rams this week um deshaun phillips has, has been sent to the practice squad by the way um let's go straight to the rams real quick all right hurry up though um I just want to bring up again, you know, the whole there was the whole Rams trade to get RG three. Oh, remember yeah. that happened? Yeah, dude. Uh, and you remember remember what happened last year? They sent out all the six players that they got for RG three to make a statement, which I thought was kind of a punk move. You know, it was very classless on Jeff Fisher's part, but you know, uh, he is classless. Absolutely. Um, and you remember what the score was last year? Probably like twenty four to nothing. It was exactly that. 24 to nothing last year. Yeah, well, I'm seeing it going to be something around the same. Maybe not so bad this year if we can get the running going, but I don't expect that much out of this game, to tell you the truth. My my prediction is this. 24 to 21 is going to be the final. And our new kicker, Dustin Hopkins, is going to have some... He's either going to miss or make. Some role in this game. So what was my prediction? There's, you wrote them all down. They're going to be on him or not. What's that? You wrote all my predictions down. So what was my prediction for this game? Your prediction for this game uh is 28 to 3. <laughs> it's awesome. You, well, that's you say that, that we will beat the Rams 28 to 3 and you predicted Cobra Kai was going to hit three field goals. I don't see that happening. No, I didn't because 28 would be four touchdowns. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I made that part up. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Lies. But you did say 28 to 3. Okay, then that's what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? All you right. know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be closer. I think we're looking at 24 to 21. Redskins are barely going to squeak it out. But I have confidence that we are. I believe we are a three-point favorite, are we not? I don't know. I could be wrong. Don't go betting on that if you hear me say no, it. No, we're three-point underdogs. I saw that this morning. Are we? Okay. Three-point <laughs> underdogs. Which means we're yeah. really six-point underdogs because I always give the home team three points. I got you. But being um, that there's mo- as many Dolphins fans as Redskins fans at the stadium last week, I don't know. Oh, I want to bring up one other thing about this, dude. The whole season ticket waiting list fiasco, real quick before we end this. My friend, Kevin Chapman, the week of the last preseason game, got a call from the Washington Redskins asking him if he still wanted to buy season tickets that he came up on the waiting list. And they were going to give him like a free autographed jersey of Kerrigan and all this to get these free tickets. And they were going to like, I don't know, waive some fees and stuff. They're practically, they're sending Ryan Kerrigan to kids schools these days, like elementary schools. Dude, they're not, if they didn't have the season tickets sold, the week of the final preseason game, guess what? They're not sold out. So why well, do they even true. try to keep this fiasco up with why the did, yeah. ticket thing? And sell expired beer from the World Cup two years ago. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to round this thing out. 
Um, oh, real quick. Yep. Hog Slop. Uh, Redskins did a fashion show for charity. up with models and walk into runway for this uh this charitable fashion show i found that interesting um not a lot of other not a lot of other uh redskins slot going on a week two nothing crazy we did learn that kirk cousins drives a uh drives a, a predator van he's but, been uh, driving that for years they just brought it back up in the news because they didn't have anything else to talk about <laughs> exactly so not much else this week but anyway um I guess that's about it. Interesting things shaping up in the NFC East. Look at what uh, look at what Dallas and uh, the Eagles are doing, as well as uh, Bobblehead Giants losing <laughs> to Dallas last week. Yeah, we need we need the Eagles to I guess beat Dallas, and we need to win. So that's basically it. That's what needs to happen. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. We're gonna try to get this video podcast up on YouTube. So search for it there. Um, send us some subscribe. Email. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe and all that stuff that we're still learning. As always, go to iTunes. Make sure you subscribe there as well. Yep. And you can always get the podcast right on our website. So, hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Just go. go.